This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We've got a very special guest on today's show huh. with Henry Chisholm. I'm Zach Stevens. Henry, why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, that's a that's a little uh, NBA championship unicorn from our friends over at FOCO. Um, Todd is across the street and has been for about 15 minutes now, but Colfax is shut down for some reason. Nobody really knows why. So Todd's just been sitting over there, and we were waiting, but we're kind of done waiting. So we, we put the NBA championship FOCO unicorn in the seat. Pete, we always say FOCO has everything, yeah. and people are probably like, okay, they have everything. But, like, that's an NBA championship unicorn. <laughs> they have literally everything. It's a pink stuffed unicorn, what, one foot by half a foot? Wow. Um, yeah. And it has the <laughs> NBA champion Nuggets logo uh, branded on its side, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and it's pink. But it's a Nuggets championship. <laughs> if you have that, Henry, you can advertise that you have everything. Yes. So if you want everything, check out our friends over at FOCO. And we'll see. Todd's going to join us either in one minute or he's never going to make it yep. here. Because in the city of Denver, we are celebrating today Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Day. I hope all of you are celebrating it by being with your loved ones. Having today off. We decided to be rolling with you today, but there's a parade out here on Colfax, which is awesome for the holiday. Unfortunately, I I don't know if anyone's going to be there. For the people that are tuning in not living in Denver or Colorado, it is, think of Kansas City on Saturday night for the Kansas City Dolphins game. That's the weather we have today, except like it's actually snowing. So we have snow on top of, before I came into the office today, it was negative two outside, negative three right now. It keeps going down. It's getting colder. So that's what we're looking at today. So there is a parade outside. Um, no one's <laughs> at the parade, but the roads are still blocked off, making it impossible yeah. for Todd to join. There's us. no way anybody's going to that parade. There's playoff football in the afternoon Oof. on a weekday. Yes. It's snow everywhere, below zero. Like, who is choosing a parade over home? So you clearly wouldn't go to this parade with the temperature no would you go to the bills game today because i think it's similar i think it's similar conditions that's like a bucket list game like you go to that that's something you have for your entire life like that's like did you see they're not even going to try to dig out the seats they're just oh is that him no it's cops driving two by two um which i guess is how you start a parade um but yeah so i mean they're just like digging out the aisles so you have to kind of like dig out your own seat or just kind of like stick your legs down in the snow like it's going to be cold, but that place is going to be a party. It is going to be a party. It did Well, before we get to that, I want, I want Todd here to ask that question. Um, did you see that they were offering fans $20 mm-hmm. an hour to come shovel snow and free food mm-hmm. throughout the night? Yeah. Would you have done that? If I was a Bills fan, yeah. Like, if I was a Bills fan, that'd be awesome. Okay, it happens in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, like, De- like that'd be so much fun. Just Broncos fans shoveling out the stadium the night before the game. Like, especially when you know you're going to have trouble sleeping the night before the game anyway. Like, why not just go hang out with, like, a bunch of Bronco fans and shove out the stadium? Like, again, that's like a bucket list type thing. Reminds me of, 
I think it was my senior year. Our girls' soccer team in high school was in the state championship. Mm. Again, like that's like end of November or whatever November. Ooh, and so, brutal. like that's the same thing where everybody shows up in the morning and like shovels off the field and does yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like I, that would be a great time. Like it'd be cold and whatever. But but I saw they only had about thirty people there this morning shoveling, and that's why they decided they they couldn't shovel out the seats. Mm. Like they just didn't have the people for it. Mm. They just had to like shovel out the aisles and you you fight for yourself. Yeah, because uh, those 30 people are dumb. Everyone else is incredibly smart. And Henry, like, everyone I texted about this weekend was taking your side. And I'm like, you guys are nuts to every single reason. It's like a tailgate. It's awful in every single... They're not giving out free beer. You don't need beer. If they are... A tailgate? Well, I mean, like it's it's about the vibe. Like the beer would make it much better. This coming year, and don't have beer, that's going to be acceptable. I would say people would be disappointed, but they'd still have a great time. (laughs) It'd still be a great time, even without the beer. Ah, I'm going to make the argument that beer is what makes the best. These are just normal cars. Oh, you're right. Maybe they're part of the parade. That's just a Toyota. I don't. Maybe it's a driving parade because it's so cold now. So the that would floats be say on the side and everybody drives by to see them? I don't think there's floats for today's parade. Are there floats in any downtown Denver parade? I've never been. Yeah. And I, don't I don't plan on it. I don't really think so. But what do you do, what do, you do then if there's no floats? What do, you, what's, what do you look at? It's a great question. I have no idea. We're going to have to get the lowdown from Todd since he's apparently watching oh, he's the gonna whole He's going to see parade. every second of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's such a bad idea. It's it, nothing about it sounds fun to be at a stadium digging at. Wow, Henry's really doing sorry, the research sorry, here. He man, is like, for the people listening, not watching, he the, is like laying down number. on his chair in order to get a view of the outside right now. Um, and that just makes me talk because it's our like a, I think unicorn, that's like a church van. Todd isn't really talking. Yeah, not really contributing over there. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get in. Uh, let's break down some playoff games because we do have Broncos yeah. things to talk about because right before the playoffs started uh, Cortland Sutton dropped either a very normal Instagram post or he dropped a bomb on Broncos country and we're gonna get to that but I want to make sure Todd's here to talk about that let's get into some playoff games this weekend first Henry which one do we need to start with I would just go in order okay go in so I can't remember worst to best is maybe what that order is actually because we had the Texans playing the team that Henry thought was going to win the Super Bowl. He thought that defense is so elite. He thought Joe Flacco and his arm were not going to be stopped. And uh, you were kind of the exact opposite of everything you said happened. Like Joe Flacco was making the Houston Texans defense look elite. Yeah, yeah. I, the big thing is just that the the Browns' defense couldn't cover. Like, they, they just could not get anything done. They were without Denzel Ward, right? Yes. For Yes, yes, they were out for, with the entire game. Because Jair had the same thing but played for a little bit. And that's where, I mean, like, it was a good fight there for a bit. Like, both teams kind of, like, picked up. Uh-oh. Um, look, oh, you made it. Look you who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, wow. we get uh, our guest speaker to talk on this show. Because, Todd, we had someone sitting in place for you today. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, of course, the NBA champion, uh, Unicorn. 
I'll rock with the Welcome, Todd. There we Thank go. Thank you, man. Glad <laughs> to be here. How was the parade? It was a struggle. Was it a parade? <laughs> sort yeah, of. that's what it's for, I oh think. Oh, my yeah, god. Okay, Dave. Were there, was there no one there? Huh? Was there no one at the parade? Absolutely no one. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew it was something because it was like just like cop car after cop car. Yeah. And it seems like they shut it down. Like So I got here like 11.45 yeah. and tried to make a left. Yeah. And it was like, no way. And so I sat in traffic for like 30 minutes. Craziness. <laughs> and when you say traffic, you mean just by yourself, wanting to cross a street where no one's on. Exactly. Yeah, Nobody's there. That's pretty tough. But I can't go there. It's craziness. Uh, well, welcome. Thank you. Glad Happy to be here. Happy MLK Day. Yes. Um, I'm glad that someone got to enjoy the parade. I'm glad you told me because I was about to be pissed. But now <laughs> I can only get so mad. Yeah, you know, right. so you can't get angry about that one. Um, we were just starting to break down the playoff games this weekend, and I was just reminding Henry how he thought that Joe Flacco was going to lead the Browns uh -huh. to a Super Bowl and that defense was going to be elite. And that did not happen. No, no. Joe showed his real age <laughs> yeah. that last game. Yep. Uh, the back-to-back -back pick sixes was pretty crazy yep. uh, to watch. Um, I should have changed my my board. Yeah, you should. I knew yeah, I knew yeah, the Texans were gonna you, win, but I was like, you know what? Let's just keep it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but once I saw that Hank was on, I should have knew I should have <laughs> yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah, I had a rough weekend. I'm gonna be eating some ramen in the near future. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, about time though. Every weekend you come in here and you're like, I, mm, I made stacks yep. of cash yeah. this weekend. I'm like, when is this gonna catch up to him? I don't think I told you, but Thursday night I hit the ten leg NHL parlay. Wow. So it went nine for ten on Tuesday, and then Thursday they had the boost again Damn. yeah it's back up again today and i'm gonna make my money back but but yeah so that one though like they're, they're showing the stats where it's like the one thing joe flacco struggled with is the interceptions yep. and it's like shut the hell up everybody's all like touchdown to interception <laughs> ratio all that stuff if you throw for like 300 yards and throw a pick or two no big deal and that's what's going through my mind and then like immediately after that it's back-to-back -back pick sixes and game over and i was like well Maybe interception, like you, you, you cannot have that in the playoffs. Yeah, you could throw a pick or two, but not a pick six or two. <laughs> yes, not bad, especially back to back drives. Oh, yeah, can't happen. Are the Texans for real? Like, obviously they're for real in the next decade, but uh -huh. are they for real this year? Yeah, they're pretty legit, man. I think they've, uh, they're the best team that we can model ourselves after mm, next yeah, year. That's true. Uh, rookie quarterback, um, that's really, really showing. Like he's the man. Um, I don't care what anybody said. I don't, was he the first quarterback taken? No, Bryce Second. Young. Mm. Yeah, how about that? So if Penix oh. is not first, you know what I'm wow. saying? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Wow. I'm not saying it's, it's a, a bad point. thing. Wow. It's a great point. Oh, there's a bunch of people walking. Oh, my goodness. What are Hank's they wearing? That the guy's a shield. Here. A shield. Every there's the street is filled with people walking. Okay, we can't be too focused on that though. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do think like the Texans have some nice things. Yep. That defense, I wasn't really impressed with. I know like the two pick sixes, but that was mostly as Joe Flacco just feeding the, those guys like with nobody in front of him. This guy, the two pick sixes. Yeah, outside that was of the nothing. Two pick sixes. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't have gotten to the end zone on either one of those, but I would have caught the ball and picked up at least a few yards wow you know you sure you've been talking about how strong joe flacco's arm is you think you could hold on to one of his missiles yeah um, yeah i could <laughs> <laughs> what was not, that? <laughs> i'm not i'm not the joe flacco's <laughs> missiles the, the, uh, uh offensively like they do some nice things and they did a really good job getting guys open and like those like up the sideline cover two split the zones like cj stroud just pumping the ball in there and, and you see some of that stuff i'm not sure that i'm it's a good offense, but compared to the other good offenses in the playoffs, like I don't think they have the Packers offense, and I don't necessarily wow. think they have the Packers defense either. 
Wow. <laughs> now we're good. Like, this you is are getting that crazy. much on the Packers now where you're comparing? But, but like, I'm just like, just if, as an example. The like, Packers you look were around. elite before yesterday? <laughs> All right. No. Not in any way. No. CJ Stroud, no. I played Bryce Luck the entire yeah. year. There's oh, no way. Yeah. There's no way you can compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, so if you had, you you need one drive, touchdown. CJ Stroud. What are you talking about? 100%. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, that Packer offense Maybe out nice. of anybody in the league right now, wow. besides... Maybe Lamar could do it too, but Josh Allen hasn't played great all year. Patrick Mahomes, the other guy, he played great this past weekend, yep. but it's been shaky all year, partly because of his receivers. But right. CJ has been on all year long. I would, I would take the Texans' offense over the uh, Chiefs' offense. Well, of course you would. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> you know, what, you know where you can compare these two teams is over at Bet Three Six Five. Guess Ooh. right now. They both have won a playoff game. Mm. Both are moving on to the next round. Guess the Super Bowl odds for the Green Bay Packers. Wow. What so do you, you think the, it's at right now? So they're going to make it into the top eight. Correct. So you would think everybody's like a one in eight chance. And we they, know the Packers are playing in San Francisco next week. So, so we hate maybe, that. Right. Um, they're plus 10. Uh, so that's probably plus 700. Plus 700? I'd say 13. 13? How about plus 2,500? Wow. Wow. So then, speaking of comparing, what do you think the Texans are? The Texans, we don't know who they're playing yet. Mm -hmm. But we know they're playing next weekend. We do know that. Plus 1,300. Okay. Yeah, I'd say 13 again. Plus 2,500. They're the exact same team in terms of bet three, six, five. So fascinating. And like I said, the lines are already up for next week's game over at bet three, six, five. You got Packers plus 10 heading into San Francisco. Curious on your guys' early thoughts. Get that in just a second. But if you want to get in on the action, bet three, six, five is giving you two different deals and you get to pick which one you want. You can either place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets or or $150 in bonus bets or you get a first bet safety net offer by placing a bet up to $2,000 and if that loses, you're going to get that back in bonus bets. So you get to choose after using that code DNVR365 over at our bet friends over at Bet365. Scan the QR code on our screen or download the app over at Bet365. Must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And if you want to go to any of these prime time playoff games, check out our friends over at Game Time. I know that Game Time has some really cheap tickets for anybody who want to go to that Bills game. It's not too late. You can still get in the stadium um, <laughs> if you want to see the Bills win or lose. I'm not sure what they're going to do this week. Ooh. But Game Time has a lot of great opportunities to buy. The longer you wait, the better the opportunity. Um, the great thing about game time is you get to see the all-in pricing, so you're not surprised once you put the tickets in your cart and you're hit with all these fees. You know exactly what you're paying for. Game time is great for not only sports but any kind of entertainment, uh, whether it's concerts, uh, comedy shows, whatever it is. You can find it on game time, and you can take the guesswork out of buying your tickets with game time. Download the app, create an account, use code DMVR for twenty dollars off your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. What do you think the uh, <clears throat> on ideal weather conditions playoff game in Buffalo? What do you think that would cost you to get in? Oh, ideal. Yeah, like good good conditions. Oh, I'll probably say like four or five hundred bucks. I, I would have said yeah. the exact same thing. Today, eighty-three dollars all in because it's miserable, miserable to be there. So, Todd, we were having this conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, actually, let's start with this question. For today's Bills game, do you think it's soft that the NFL moved it? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I like it. Do you agree, Henry? Uh, yeah, I hate that they did it. I do understand. It's like, yeah, you can't clog up the roads with 80,000 people when you have to drive slow and somebody has a heart attack and so you got to go save them. And uh-huh. that's what everybody in my mentions was saying when I said this is dumb and they should just play the football wow. game. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get why you do it. Like if you're the governor and you're... It's like, yep, this is not allowed today. Like, no travel, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, we want to see that football game. Yes. Like, I want to see that football game. That would be the one playoff game I remember. Like, I was talking about that Bills-Patriots game but before the show um, from last year where they play in a blizzard, and I think Mac Jones completed, like, two passes, yeah. and they won or something yeah. like that. Three pass attempts. Yeah, three pass attempts. Like, that's a legendary game. How many games from last season do I remember? Take away the Bronco games, like four regular yeah, season fair. games. That's one of them. Like, this would have been a great game. Hopefully, it still is. I wonder if we would have been able to see the game on TV with how crazy those conditions yeah. looked. Like, some videos, like, you could only see, like, 10 feet ahead. And what are the cameras? Yep. Like, like I don't know, 50 yards. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, super far away. That would have been wild. So, I agree with you. I wish that they could have played it. But when the governor steps in and says, no, we can't have people driving, then I'm like, okay, I, I, I did get why they moved it. Well, I feel like either tell people to stay at home or you got to build a stadium with a dome over it. Mm. This, mm. Is the, this is the price you pay if you have an open stadium. If you're somewhere cold, you have the potential to play in a very, very icy cold game. And if COVID was enough to tell everybody to stay home and we're going to play football still, then cold weather, all right, we still got to play the game. You guys just can't come to the stadium. Yeah, and then you really limit, then you take away kind of the governor's argument where, yeah, okay, we're going to play the game. People aren't going to come watch it on TV. Yeah, that's totally fair. Is the Bills' new stadium that they're building, is that indoor? No. I don't know. I was thinking about Man. it. Eventually, all of football will be indoor. It because, should be. Because once you build a dome, you're not going to like then build a not dome. And so slowly, teams will just build a dome. And like the Bills won't do it next time or this time. Maybe next time they build a dome. When is that? But when's the next time they maybe 50 30 years, years yeah. 50 years. But yeah, like eventually, it's just going to be inside, which I personally hate. Oh, like, me too. I love the, especially here in Denver. Like in Denver, it's incredible because you get the whatever two o'clock start every time for most of the season. That means you're getting the sunset during the game. And so the lighting is just ridiculous. Like you watch some of the other games, like you watch a random, like the Panthers have like when you watch their games, it just kind of looks gross to watch because of the way the sun hits the field. But in Denver, you do not have that. Like it's just beautiful. And that's going to be gone someday, which suck i hope they don't build a dome here soon. there's a couple places that should probably stay open like definitely denver should stay open yeah la i feel like should have been open because mm. it's great weather all the time it's never yeah. hot yeah. seattle should Too probably hot. stay open yeah. um, but anything on the east coast um where it gets to where you have situations like this right. if this could be a possibility let's just close it off so we know we can always play football here and it's not a problem i love that though i love the snow what about lambo you got to keep Lambo uh, forever, right? And that's the worst weather of any of them. No, it's just old. I like, <laughs> I'm not a fan of like all the nostalgia. I like okay. nice and new mm, and clean. Fair. You know, <laughs> I'm not a fan of like old money. Like those hotels, like, oh, this is okay. old. Mo- it right. looks old. Like, <laughs> I want the new modern, like just built. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. where I want to stay. I'm not a fan of like the old. Some of those hotels get away with it too uh-huh. because they're like, no, we're not going to redo this because that would take the charm away. It's like, no, you're just being cheap. Exactly. You're charging the same prices and you don't have to pay put money into it. To exactly. Make it this is old luxury. No, it was luxury <laughs> in 1950. It's not luxury anymore. It is old. 
That used to be luxury. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so speaking of the weather conditions, s- Saturday night, we had the Chiefs and Dolphins <laughs> in what was negative 30 degree wind chill. Yep. I mean, Todd, I think you and I talked about it before the game happened. Henry wouldn't listen, yep. and it cost him money. But the Dolphins never stood a chance mm-hmm. in this game because Tua has, like, never won in conditions under 47 degrees. Yep. And the Dolphins, just as a team, uh, they're never in that sort of weather. So they never stood a chance, and you could pretty much tell from the beginning of the game. Yeah, it, it wasn't even an opportunity for them to get back into the game. And the great thing about Kansas City is they play so many cold-weather games, Andy Reid doesn't treat it like it's a cold-weather game. The mm-hmm. Dolphins came out immediately trying to run the football, mm-hmm. and Andy Reid was like, hey, we're here to pass. Like, we're going to run our offense. We don't yeah. care how cold it is. As long as it's not snowing, they're going to run their offense. And that's the tough part about playing the Chiefs is – even when they were beating us, we would have cold games. We're like, oh, this is the time they're going to run. We're finally <laughs> right. going to have an edge on them. They come out and throw for like 300, yep. 400 yards. We're like, dang. <laughs> but, so uh, yeah. uh, they're definitely built for the snow. And I just think the, the Dolphins aren't. And Pacheco was just running so hard. Like when the Chiefs were running the ball, just straight ahead, like A-gaps over and over. When the Dolphins try to run, a lot of the time they're just like trying to get their speed to the edge, uh-huh. which makes sense for that team. But you can't try to get to the edges in a game like that. It just doesn't work. So, yeah, I mean... That, to me, was the difference. The Chiefs did their best to blow it. Like, you had Kelsey. How many drops did he have? Was it just two? Two, yeah. Just two, two, yeah. But then other guys were dropping balls. Like, they they did the whole Chiefs thing. Like, they didn't play great football. The Dolphins just only once got Tyreek Hill loose. And you just needed to get him loose a couple times. You need Waddle to do it. You need one of those runs to pop. And they just didn't. Which credit to the Chiefs for that, too, but... So are you are you guys all concerned about the Chiefs making a run now, or did did Saturday night not change your opinion at all? They definitely look better than they did in previous weeks, and if anybody knows how to turn it on, it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah. And going back to your point about Pacheco, Pacheco looks like he's running through snow when it's warm. So <laughs> exactly. I, I knew he was going to be ready for this game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I'm not worried about the Chiefs yet. Yeah. Like this doesn't. As fun as it is to have the cold games, you can't really read too deeply into them. Like, it, it, they're going to play a team that has an offense that functions better than the Dolphins did. Right. And, and in that case, I think, you know, Travis Kelsey can't have two drops, which seems like it shouldn't be a problem for the Chiefs. Like, he shouldn't have two drops, but week after week after week, he keeps dropping passes, so who knows? Yeah, and I, man, anytime an experienced team mm-hmm. gets any sort of momentum in the playoffs... That scares me. So unfortunately, I'm a little scared. But I'm gonna, I'm, Henry. I'm gonna try to listen to you and be like, it's just a fluky game. Dolphins were never gonna win that in the first place. Are the Packers fluky, or is that just the Dallas Cowboys choking hmm. once again? Yeah, man. I had so much fun talking to all my relatives <laughs> that are Cowboys fans. Because no matter how long I played for the Broncos, they were still Cowboys fans. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, so you know, they're just a team of one and done. That's all they can do. Uh, I don't know if. Mike or Dak's going to be there next year. It'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Packers that are they that good? They, I was surprised by how well Jordan Love played and how well mm-hmm. he handled being under pressure. Yeah, uh, he did a great job being able to get the ball out of his hands, find open receivers, and felt like guys were open all day long. Yes, and and that was against a pretty good defense for the yeah. most part. Yes, um, and they handled Micah Parsons well. He got some pressures, but he was never there really in time mm-hmm. to affect the you know the quarterback. 
Man, I don't know. Maybe they could. Maybe they could do something. Maybe they could win one more. Yep. I don't think they have a shot to, you know, go to the Super Bowl. But maybe they could win one. Well, more. if they win one more, that's against San Francisco in San Francisco. Yeah. So if they win that game, I'm like, hey, you can do anything now. That game's gonna be wild. They were seven point dog yesterday. Yep. And what? I mean, at halftime, it was over. It was yeah. twenty-seven to seven, and the commentators are trying to. Well, the Cowboys get the ball in the second half. Maybe they could. It's like, shut up. No, this <laughs> yeah. is not going to happen. <laughs> Um, but so, I mean, they just won on the road, seven point dogs. Maybe they can do it again, but Jordan Love is playing like, it's hard to make a case that anyone's playing better. Maybe he's playing the same level as the CJ Stroud and the Lamar Jackson, but it's insane because we saw this team in Denver and Jordan Love was trash. Mm -hmm. The Packers were trash. The Broncos had no business winning that game other than the Packers being worse like the broncos were not good in that game if you mm-hmm. remember it was such a terrible game and the packers were just that much worse that's why i did say and kept saying for a while the packers are trash mm-hmm. and credit to jordan love and matt lafleur for going from trash three months ago to now beating the cowboys and maybe that's cowboys in the playoffs isn't as big of a daunting mm-hmm. of a task as you would think but Credit to them, because they have flipped it around like more than any team ever in mid in the middle of the season. Yeah. I, I, so many of these games remind me of like the FCS playoff games where like one team just gets momentum early and just charges ahead. Like that's it. Because I think this game could have played out totally differently. You look at how it started, like the, the Cowboys stuff a run on the first play. They sack Jordan Love on the second play, but then Deron Bland gets called for holding free first down and they're off and running and score a touchdown. The Cowboys come back and get to midfield. It's third down. CD lamb has a ball go off his hands, which like you just can't have. So you have like that seven point swing from that penalty. And then you have that drop, meaning they get the ball back. They get them to third down immediately again. And Romeo Dobbs is just wide open over the middle of the field for like a 25 yard gain. They're at midfield with a first down again. If those things just play out differently, who knows how the game plays out, but the Packers just made the early plays and then that's when the Cowboy defense just collapsed. And there was Wild. there was actually like a local local guy on the internet saying like, "Oh, the the Broncos should have drafted Micah Parsons instead of Pat Sertan." Like <laughs> big mistake all that stuff. And then you go watch the game, it's like, "Well, Micah Parsons did nothing. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are just leaving open receivers all over the field for 45 minutes like Huh. I don't know. Maybe that didn't play out the way you would have expected. Maybe Pat Sertan would have been a little bit more valuable in that game than Micah Parsons, but that's a that's a different conversation. Mike McCarthy has to be fired today. Yeah. Um, no, no waiting around, especially because there's a perfect candidate out there for them. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick, welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. Everything about this makes sense for both sides outside of like, what would that dynamic be like between Bill and Jerry? Mm-hmm. Now, if they can get over that, because I, I don't know how you overcome like Jerry wanting to meddle with everything yeah. and Bill seeming like, no, give me all the control. If they can get over that, there's no better pairing in the NFL that you, that you could match up because what do the Cowboys need so desperately? They need playoff experience. They yep. need someone that when they take their 12 wins, which they've had the past three seasons in the Crazy. regular season, when they get into the playoffs... They don't know how to act. Yep. Maybe it was more Tom than Bill, and clearly it seems like that's been the case. But Bill knows how to handle teams when they get in the playoffs. Like he is going to have those guys ready to go. And then Bill, talk about falling forward mm-hmm. in an incredible way. Like going from this trash Patriots team 
So now you're taking over such a talented team. Oh my gosh, it's it's too perfect. And then also from an outsider perspective, and Todd, you might like this even more. Cowboys fans would obviously, I think, love it. Uh -huh. But then people that aren't Cowboys fans hate the Cowboys pretty uh -huh. much. Everyone yeah. just loves to hate them. Which, uh, and people love to hate Bill Belichick. Yep. And then so those two together, it would just mean that everyone hates the Cowboys <laughs> even more. Yeah, without a doubt. I think everybody would... Uh dislike the Cowboys 100% if Bill Belichick got there. Um, and rightfully so. I think he has the ability to take them from 12 and 5 and then allow them to win the Super Bowl or have the potential to win the Super yeah. Bowl. And that's just how it is with some coaches. Like, I love John Fox, and I felt like he got us mm. to the mm -hmm. Super Bowl, but we needed Gary Kubiak to win a Super Bowl. Yep. And that's just how it works out sometimes. So you felt like that was a necessary move? Um... I guess hindsight, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, think, yeah. I think we have to. Yeah. The cowboy hate, and this is not my most popular opinion, I don't totally understand it. Like, like, what you do you mean? They feel like they're going to win the Super Bowl every year, and they do this every year. And they talk about how great they are, but this is the performance they put out every single year. Yeah. They haven't won a Super Bowl in centuries almost. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. But they talk, about like, they talk about like they're the greatest team yeah. God has ever built. Yeah. Okay, yeah. see, maybe my thing is I just don't hear from Cowboys fans because okay. I don't listen to like a lot of national radio, which like I feel like uh, Skip Bayless does a lot of that stuff. Like Stephen A does, so like I don't hear that. But like all my Cowboy memories are just like, like the first ones are Tony Romo. It's like the Butterfingers, like that sort of <laughs> stuff. Like I've never seen the Cowboys be like good. Like uh -huh. I don't have anything like against them like they've never done anything to me personally i know they beat the broncos in a super bowl like 30 years before i was born but everybody hating the cowboys is just so interesting to me because i don't i don't know maybe maybe i just don't hear enough from cowboys fans to hate them personally but like i don't know like they they just seem like they're always so sad and kind of losing Jeff? follow a couple cowboys fans on <laughs> okay. twitter i think you'll get it huh. pretty quickly okay <laughs> do you I'll ever do cheer for the cowboys I had a ridiculous amount of money on me yesterday, but <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? They were heavy, heavy favorites, mm -hmm. minus four hundred. Yeah, oh, no, man. it was terrible because you guys have seen my picks, so I, I missed the first one, uh, I missed the second one. That was the third <laughs> one where I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yep. Had the Lions in the night game, but I was like, okay, everything I touch turns to shit. I can't go with what my mind says right now. I've got to flip it take the Rams because everything I think is backwards. So I bet on the Rams instead oh of the Lions. Gosh. Did you take the plus three or did you go money line? Money line. Always oh. money line. You got a policy, you stick to the policy. Dang. Yeah, so I'm going to be making my money back today. So you were 0 for 4. 0 for 4. Yeah, no, that was the be worst betting weekend I've had in I don't even know how long. Are you going to take his betting advice for today's games? No. Yeah, no. I can't. It's um, one of those where it's like, I don't know. I still stand by the fact I'm, I am a reporter. My job is to tell you what is happening, uh -huh. not like what is going to happen. I'm not like a fortune teller. I just look around and see it like, you know. You're not Miss Cleo, huh? No, I'm not Miss <laughs> Cleo. I'm not Miss Cleo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I haven't started thinking too much about next week or like I'll probably put in like another Super Bowl bet this week and kind of like look around. But I, I have a feeling tomorrow when I just reflect on all of this, my whole world is going to be turned upside down in terms of what I think about football. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be that transformational. Huh? I was wrong about literally everything <laughs> and just sat there and watched myself be wrong for 12 hours this weekend. We need to clip that. I wish I could have sat there with you and just watched you be wrong for like 36 straight hours. Ugh. You say it was only 12 hours. It was much more than 12 hours. Oh, it yeah. was it was terrible. Yeah. Today, though, Steelers got my back. So you're kind of a Bill Belichick guy. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're a Bill Belichick guy. Like, do your job 
you like that philosophy. Yeah, I mean, you that's, know, you're that's like, football. I just stick to my job and do my job. Which the dumbass, which there was a little bubble screen. Uh, I'm watching with my girlfriend for all these games, and so we see football a little bit differently. And so it's like there's a little bubble screen. They got like the trips out there. They just run the receiver back there or the running back back there. And and the corner just cuts inside, leaves this big old lane up the sideline. And you're like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, again, do your job. Just go force him inside, make a tackle. But these idiots in half the <laughs> league, they just don't do it. I just don't understand. Yeah. Do your job. Um, Okay, do your job. Speaking of doing your job, if uh, you need someone to help you because these roads are slick, um, I've already heard of like some accidents happening, just bumper to bumper. Not me. Hopefully not any bigger things. But if that happens, check out our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker, or if you're involved in any sort of accident, whether it's today with the ice uh, on the road, uh, whether it was your, or even if it wasn't your fault, car accident, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrian, truck, they can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call over at 222-2222 where they will check you out and look at your case for free. Or you can visit them at coloradolaw.net. That's our friends over at Backers and Shanker. Smash the two if you need to sue. That's 222-2222 to get a free consultation and they'll work on your case for free. They only get money when you get money. So check them out, Backers and Shanker. Also, go and check out our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Ooh, today's going to be a good day for that. Um, playoff football on a Monday when everybody's trapped at home, starting at 2.30. Like, that's just the perfect... This is bonus weekend from God. That's what's happening right now. So, so take <laughs> advantage of it. Get yourself some Breckenridge beers. Um, maybe drink that Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale because this might be the last year the Broncos aren't in the playoffs and you got to get some Broncos into the playoffs this year. Um, if not vanilla Porter jr. That's a good one for the, uh, cold days, nice and thick. Um, yeah, so many good beers, go to breckbrew.com. You can check them all out. Use the beer locator, see where you can go near you to pick them up. And, uh, regardless of where you are, they're probably nearby. Cause they're in, I think like 40 States now. So Breckridge brewery, drink some today. Boom. Drink some today. All right. Right before playoff football started, Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. did he post a normal Instagram? Uh, or uh, was it a cryptic Instagram talking about his future with the team? So he posted like 10 pictures of him with the guys, him being a Bronco. And then he had this caption to it. Um, if we could pull it up on the screen. And I'll also pull it up too. Because I want to make sure we read the entire thing and I want to know what you guys make of what Cortland Sutton had to say in this. This was posted Friday night. He said, Broncos country, I'm very grateful to be able to have finished off another season here in Denver. Unfortunately, we weren't able to accomplish our main goal. I'm still grateful for all my teammates and support staff and have been riding, that have been riding with me all season. I know all things happen for a reason, and I trust my God's plan over everything, including whatever is next for me. Just know I gave everything to this team and organization every time I stepped on that field. All love, 14. Mm. There's definitely some goodbye vibes there. I think Mm. we all get the goodbye vibes there at the end. Like, I gave him my all, all that sort of stuff. At the same time, though, how could he possibly... Like, we heard from Sean. We know what the process is. They show up this week. They start going through the whole roster. They're off this week. Oh, they're off this week. They're back next week talking about, like, what to do with the whole roster. Like... At that point, nobody nobody inside the building has said, like, hey, we think we're going to go a different direction. Mm. So, like, if in, unless he has some plan to, like, request a trade or something like that, which 
would be a little bit out of character and isn't the kind of... Th I mean, when's the last time a Broncos requested a trade? Uh, wait, Randy? Does Randy count? Doesn't who? matter. Randy who? Gregory. Gregory. Oh, we yeah. don't know exactly what happened. That one isn't... I'm not counting that one. Well, when was the and, last time uh, it happened? Two months ago. Well, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think that's exactly... Yeah, there was and, more there. And um, the outside linebacker. Frank? Frank, Frank yeah. <laughs> Two okay. months ago. Other than this... Okay, so when's the last time other a Broncos... Other than this like a, season. One of your... A good... A good... I think he did. Bronco. I think he did. Yeah. Oh, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So you, you get it sometimes. So maybe yeah. that's what's on the way. But to me, that's the only thing it could be at this point because the team at this point would not have gone to him and said, like, hey, we're thinking about doing something different here. So, and Henry, that's such a good place to start is uh, because I think what a lot of people simply don't know because they're not in the daily grind is that, that the Broncos have not started this process. In fact, when George Payton was asked... Uh, do you plan on giving Pat Sertan, hands down, mm -hmm. the best player on the team, an extension this year? He said, we want Pat here for a long time. But as, as Sean said, we haven't thought about the future yet. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks. So if they haven't made a decision on mm -hmm. their best player yet, they certainly haven't gone through and been going through the Cortland Sutton, who's a, a star, yep. potentially like Pro Bowl snub of this year, and they haven't made decisions on his future and then gone and told him. So if so I, I think that's an important place to start. So Russell Cortland, Wilson Right, exactly. You exactly. think you make the Russ decision before the Cortland? One hundred percent. So it Cortland did not post this with the team having told him like, hey bud, we're gonna trade you in a couple of weeks. So that's an important thing to throw mm -hmm. out there. I don't know. Oh, oh. I'm, not, I'm not saying they have, but as we, as we all have come to find out, they have a lot of preliminary conversations mm. in the middle of the season. Mm. So I'm not saying that they have or have not, mm. but who's to say they haven't had a conversation with his agent about restructuring for next year? Yep. Mm -hmm. He may be unhappy about that and not really want to restructure. He's worked hard, best wide receiver mm. on the team. If we get it worked out, I'd love to be a Bronco next year. If we don't get it worked out, I've set my piece. I've said peace out to the team, and mm -hmm. I had a fun run. Ah, ah. and see there that—that's another wrinkle here. Mm -hmm. Is we certainly know those conversations have happened with the star quarterback. <laughs> so if you can do that with the star quarterback, can't you do that with anyone throughout the season? I think so. And also, I think Cortland understands from a perspective of the Broncos are going to be in salary cap trouble. We know that they've already talked to some players about restructuring mm -hmm. or just straight pay cuts. And then on top of that, what did Cortland Sutton have to deal with all of last year? Trade rumors. From yep. the moment Sean Payton got this job, Ugh. he and Jerry Judy's name daily popping up in national stories being talked about locally of are they going to be traded? And the Broncos didn't come out and shut those rumors down. In fact, when talking about it multiple times throughout the offseason, it's like, Hey, we love these guys. We want them to be here. But it was kind of understood, like, if the price is right. And we knew in the offseason, second for Cortland Sutton would have got a deal done. Mm -hmm. And a first for Jerry Judy would have got a deal done. And no team wanted to pay that. And then even up till the trade deadline, we're still hearing about potential trades. So I think Cortland maybe hears, feels some stuff mm -hmm. uh, going on this past year behind the scenes with maybe his contract. And then also just understands what last year was. That had to be tough on him. There's no way he could sit here and say, like, yeah, there's for sure going to be no trade rumors around me and there's going to be no contract talks. So I personally think in toxins people, that's kind of where this is coming mm -hmm. from. It's like, yeah, I know my future's uncertain. And before he posted this, mm -hmm. we probably all would have said his future's uncertain yeah. in Denver. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just what he's saying. Like, I don't necessarily know that I've guaranteed played my last game, 
um, here, but I also know that there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding myself moving forward. Yep. And let me make a statement before anybody else can make a statement mm -hmm. about, you mm -hmm. know, my time here, my effort here. Let me just say this before we get into all the weeds and get into the nitty gritty of it. Let me just make a statement to know that let everybody know that I love my time here. I worked hard while I was here and, uh, yeah, just kind of get that out there. Smart. Kind of get yeah. the goodwill and mm -hmm. the PR before anything happens. For sure. Yep. Yeah. I do. Th I don't know. Once we get into the offseason, really dig into, like, what should the Broncos do? There are so many questions, but the receivers are, like, the biggest one because you didn't get enough out of them. Like, Cortland obviously did his part. He was close to the league leading touchdowns. But what do you do there if you know, like, you save 13 million bucks moving on from Jerry. You save 10 million bucks moving on from court. You move on from Jerry, you're selling low, which like basic economics says you do not sell low. You want to sell high. So you can trade Cortland Sutton, sell high. You get way more in return than you would for Jerry with the caveat being like, he was also probably your best offensive player last year. Mm -hmm. I guess you could throw Quinn in there too, but best offensive skill position player yeah. by far. Yeah. And so is that something that you're willing to do because you save the $10 million, you go give a receiver $10 million, you're getting a worse receiver than Cortland Sutton. So you're, you're not getting like that one for one there. So you better be getting something good back. You obviously need to clear a bunch of space just to get under the cap in the first place. So you're not necessarily even spending the money at all. So I, that's going to be one of those decisions. That's going to be really tough this year because you could save more moving on from Jerry, but I mean, who's, how much are you willing to trade to pay $13 million to Jerry Judy next year? You're probably not willing to trade a whole lot to do that for Cortland Sutton, who just did what he did with, I mean, the quarterbacks that he's had to play with over the past five years here. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Cortland Sutton goes and has 10 touchdowns again next year has over a thousand yards next year. If he's in like a legitimate offense and I don't know, like you, you hope it's not the chiefs. And I don't think that the Broncos would trade him in the division in the first place. But you start like trying to place him in some of these offenses around the league. He could really explode if he goes to the right place. Yeah. And what's so tough about this receiver room is you need so much more from this receiver room moving forward, but you have to tear it down to an extent because it was the number one paid receiver room in the NFL last year. It's crazy. And to get yep. that production is so disappointing. And there were some bright things about it. Jerry's mm -hmm. final game. But we yep. were also talking about last offseason, Jerry's final five games of the year before and how True. it was like the one of the best in the NFL. I'm best done in with terms like, of fantasy points. Yeah, there you go. Which is a nice little catch-all. Yeah, but I'm done with like drawing on just one thing from Jerry or being like, man, 10 touchdowns from Cortland's great. You still need more from Cortland, just like you need more from Jerry, mm -hmm. just like you need more from Marvin Mims. You need more from every single person, but you're going to have to tear it down eventually or to an extent. Um, Tim Patrick obviously is not going to be back on the same deal that, that he's on because back-to-back season-ending um, surgeries. I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought back on a minimum deal. Now, mm -hmm. he would have to agree with that, mm -hmm. but is he going to go get more from someone else after back-to-back season-ending surgeries? Probably not. So you probably start with Tim, and then you're probably making a move at either Court yeah. or Jerry or maybe both of those guys. But then you have to build it up, too, because you can't just go mm -hmm. into the season with Marvin Mims and Tim Patrick. It, it's a very interesting position to be in. But one thing mm -hmm. I am so confident in saying, this receiving core 
is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. And I think Court knows that too. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's him, maybe it's someone else, but it's pretty obvious that there's going to be some changes. It also sucks to get rid of your best receiver and then go get a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Those aren't two things that line up really well. No, like you, you you really want to give that guy some help and I I don't know how you do it. You also I mean, I think you, if you look around at the number one receivers who have been traded, I mean, obviously the Panthers aren't in love with the trade they made with DJ Moore to go get Bryce Young. Like that's kind of its own thing though, because you're going to get a quarterback. Like you look at the Titans trading AJ Brown. Terrible. Like Vrabel's probably still the head coach if they don't do that. Ooh. The Eagles probably don't make the Super Bowl last year if they don't do that. Um, Amari Cooper, again, like you call him what you want, but the fact that the Browns are able to get him, he's kind of the engine behind this push that got him to the playoffs. Cowboys haven't done anything the regular season. They've been fine. I, I think if you go through and look at the number one receivers, but, oh, uh, Tyreek Hill helped out the Dolphins a whole bunch. Chiefs obviously go win the Super Bowl last year, so they can't regret too much. But yeah. look at that offense right now. Imagine what they'd be with Tyreek Hill. Like trading number one receivers has not been a good deal for the teams that have been trading them away recently. But is there a difference between the Cortland Sutton number one receiver Maybe. and every other receiver you've mentioned? Maybe, but opportunity. also exactly. Mm. That's yep. the only difference is opportunity. Court hasn't had the same opportunities. He's made the most of you know the opportunities he's gotten this year. Mm -hmm. But I can't say year after year we've given even Court the same type of uh, throws. And 50-50 balls, we just weren't throwing them to him last year. It's true. So he couldn't have produced. Yeah. And then you look at, like, over the past couple of years, how the offense has kind of worked. Watching the Texans and watching the Packers, they had wide-open receivers all yeah. game long. <laughs> yeah. Romeo Dobbs went crazy, but he was wide open on at least two balls for 40, 50 yards. Yep. When has, has that ever has happened? That ever happened? <laughs> has that ever happened in the last four years? That's supposed to happen with Sean Payton. <laughs> I think it will, but I'm just saying yeah. he hasn't had the opportunity. I think he has the potential to be a true number one receiver. He just needs more opportunities and uh, different game plans. So what move yeah. uh, right now? Lots going to change, but right now, what move are you making uh, at the wide receiver position or, or not making? Are you rolling with this group? I think the only piece right now that's movable in the team's eyes is probably Jerry. I don't think there's any other piece that you feel like you can move on from. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Johnson came on and was playing great all year. We need him True. as a piece. Corlin Sutton was the best receiver by far. Brandon Mims is uh, – Marvin Mims is our starting punt returner, kick returner. We need him in the room. Uh Tim Patrick is another, maybe another one because he hasn't played where you can like, make a move there. Lil Jordan is a blocker. Lil Jordan was He's helpful. Made, he has a role. He was very helpful yep. in the production that he did get and the opportunities he did get. He did play well. Uh, so I think maybe there's two options. I, I think getting rid of Cortland is a, is a bad look. Mm. Yep. And puts our team in a bad position because although we didn't get a lot of production out of our wide receiver room, he by far was the most productive player and necessary for this team to – if you want to take a step forward. Now, if we're rebuilding, yep. okay, you can move some, move right. more pieces. But if you truly are concerned about winning next year, you can't move on from your mo most productive piece on offense. And that's why, like, I think if you look through – honestly, this year's Broncos versus last year's Broncos, the difference offensively is Cortland Sutton. Like, the difference is that he just has all those touchdowns and all of a sudden the offense isn't horrible anymore. Like, it's it's not a great offense, but at least you kind of found something that works. And 
I, I think there's a world in which I could get behind like making that move, but it would need to be. I brought this up uh, upstairs like a week or two ago. If you want to move on from Cortland Sutton and like trade high, do whatever, give him his fresh start, don't just not replace him. If you're going to do it, go out there and get yourself a number one receiver. Because if you if you pull that trigger and then roll into next year with you know Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, like Tim Patrick could get back to being himself. Easy 750 yards, that'd be awesome. Jerry Judy, what do you expect from him? Kind of that 750-yard range probably also. Marvin Mims, you hope he takes a step forward and gets up to that like 600, 700, maybe even more yards. But you don't have that alpha still in a league in which every team basically has an alpha. So if you're going to kind of cut the head off of that receiver's room, you better be ready to put another piece in on top of that. How, Sway? I don't How? know. We don't have the money. <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. But that's why, like, I that if, if they have some great idea, like, I, when I brought up, it was Amari Cooper. And say, like, if the Browns say, like, hey, we've kind of peaked here, we'll sell high also, like, I like the, like, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy combo, I could get behind that. But again, I don't know how the hell you get that done. Like, do you throw in like a third with the pick you get from the Sutton trade and then mm. you're losing some of the savings there? I don't know how you do it, but that's the one world in which I could get behind moving on from Cortland Sutton is like, you find a way to upgrade that position and I don't know how you do that. Well, you you, you brought up snakes and you said, cut the head off the snake. We <laughs> yep. all know snakes, that's the one thing they can't regrow is their head. But we can cut the tail off and hope that it grows back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with some production. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So do you think, not what move will they make, but do you think Cortland Sutton has played his last game as a Bronco? If before he posted that, I would have said no. Like yeah. you, they're not oh. moving on from like their best receiver. Now that he posted that, it's like I don't. I guess I, if I had to make a bet, I'd be like, yeah, because he seems to think that that maybe doesn't know that it's totally the case, but. He definitely framed things in a way that leads you to believe that that's a very real possibility at the very least. Todd? I would have said no. I think I had the same take as you. I probably yeah. would have said no before that. Um, no, I'm saying maybe. Like, I'm not sure what's yeah. going on be behind closed doors, but there's something definitely happening. Mm -hmm. um, do I hope it was? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm going to say uh, he has played his last game. Because I think the Broncos for a year have been very open, if not wanting to make a just a shakeup in their receiver room. Not necessarily get rid of court, but make a shakeup in that room. And I think Sean views Jerry Judy as more of his type of wide receiver, where Cortland Sutton was more of a Russell Wilson type of wide receiver, where Jerry's all about timing. And I think the final two games of the season, when they put Jared Stidham in, we... Sean really wanted to see the offense like operate exactly how it did with Drew Brees, and he was hoping that Jared Stidham was going to do that. Jared didn't really do that. like It wasn't leaps and bounds better by any means, mm -hmm. but I do think we got to see Jerry Judy. He had his best two-game stretch of this entire season with Jarrett, and I think that's because he fits more of that timing offense which Sean wants to run, and he'll find a quarterback to run that moving forward this offseason. And so I think Sean says... Jerry fits my offense better. Not that Cortland can't play in that and put up 10 touchdowns, but I think when it comes to uh, shaping, shaking up the room, he'll want to keep Jerry. And maybe last year it was not the case. You, Jerry was worth more than Cortland Sutton in terms of a trade. Maybe that's not actually the case now, that Jerry is now going to be making a lot of money, uh, $13 million next year, and Cortland just had 
a way more productive season. So maybe they could actually get the same or more for Cortland. I think they definitely could. I think I can get more for Cortland. By quite a bit. But what are we talking? A fourth? I think more. Really? Like, I I mean, if you were willing to pay, or again, they're asking the second round pick last year, is yeah. our understanding. Yeah. And since then, he's played much better. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting your asking price, but like, I wouldn't necessarily think that they would be moving their asking price, you know? Like, they might wind up settling this time around, but I do think like a third, a third should be easy. And if I'm a good team, my second round pick is at the end of the draft anyway. Yeah. I'd yeah. give a second for Cortland exactly. if I'm a good team. Oh. Sure. But I wanna I wanna just talk about that point about Cortland not fitting in the system. Yeah. Sean Payton, uh New Orleans Saints. Yep. Who was the best wide receiver he ever had? Michael there? Thomas. Is that Cortland Sutton or is that Jerry Judy? Way closer to court. But Michael Thomas had a lot of success underneath. But uh, and I, I don't know that. So I think in a perfect I think, world, I want court going deep. Like, that's what I want more often than not. But if we're saying who do you put in that role, I don't think I like I don't I don't throw the ball to Jerry underneath ever. Uh-huh. Like if I'm if I'm the offensive coordinator, like those tight spaces, I just don't do that. Like I, I would say like Tim Patrick might be the most natural fit for that role. Mm. But again, like. Court obviously can do those sorts of things. It's just that what when he's at his very best, it's like a jump ball up the sideline, you know. And I right. think he has success underneath too. I think he did. Yes, he just had a couple fumbles. Right. He did have yeah, the. But fumbles. he was he was able to get open underneath for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just had a couple fumbles that made him. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just my take. That's yeah, just, you know what I'm yeah. yeah. Like I no, it's it's a really good point, yeah. and obviously, quarterback is number one. Yeah, for that's, sure. That has to be the first thing when they regroup next Monday that they talk about has and they figure be. out. And then wide receiver, because offensive mm-hmm. line outside of Cushenberry, mm-hmm. it's locked in. Yep. You, you know what the plan is, unless maybe you make a decision to move on from Garrett Bowles, but that's only like one or two moves. Mm-hmm. This receiver room, anyone. But Marvin Mims is up in the air in terms of their future. Like, mm-hmm. sure, maybe Tim's just straight up not back next year. I don't think that's the case. Jerry or Court could be moved. We're talking like more guys than not are uncertain about their future. Yeah. Uncertain about their future. Crazy. There is also a bigger receiver class this year than last year. Last year was Jacoby Myers was like the star of the class. Like, who's going to get Jacoby Myers? And now you're like, that seems crazy looking back. But uh, you've got uh, Mike Evans is going to be a free agent. If you're talking about guys who kind of fit the Michael Thomas role, mm-hmm. talk about lots of money, lots though. of money. But you know how those contracts were. So like you give him the four year deal, you're one of the deal. You're paying him four million bucks cap wise. And then you kind of down the road, which Payton we way. love to do here. Uh, yeah. Um, Marquise Goodwin, um, T Higgins, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. So if you're looking for like that big receiver, you can find it. So those, those might be the other conversations are like, do we find a way just to like pull the trigger I mean, Mike Evans, automatic thousand yards. Like you just, you're gonna get it if you have him. Maybe that's what they could think, but I'd. You it's have, all a mess you right have now. No money. No, but that's the thing is you don't need money this year to get any of those guys. You need money next year, which they also don't have. But that's a problem for next year. Oh man, so many problems and things to work through that we're gonna be doing this off season. But before we get out of here, let's hit some comments in the super chats. We've got. One coming in from our friend Derek, who says, uh, stop sleeping on Jalen Virgil. Which I I love that. I mean, I 
Again, has he done anything in an NFL game? No, not really. I guess he had the one big catch <laughs> up the sideline. Uh, but but so he he might he's probably not the fastest. Re- Marvin Mims is still probably the fastest receiver in the room. Yeah, he's probably second, but he's also big. He's strong. He can do some of that little Jordan stuff with the blocking. We saw a bunch of that in the preseason. He had the big ball um, when he got hurt. Actually, yeah. was like the near touchdown the preseason game. Um, at the end of the half, remember, yeah. so the clock ran out. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a freak talent and just wasn't super productive, played at App State two years in, hasn't gotten much of a chance. Hey, I mean, if when you're talking about like the sixth or seventh receiver you're bringing to training camp, yeah. a guy who could pop, that's a great sixth or seventh guy. Mm-hmm. Man, speaking of Jalen Virgil, we talked about last week how teams. the Washington running back went down and that almost cost him the game because it mm-hmm. cost him a timeout mm-hmm. and like you just got to get off the field yep. at that point. When Jalen Virgil got hurt, yep. credit to him. Instead of sitting on the ground and uh, understandably, like you're really hurt mm-hmm. being on the ground and having medical people come, and then it costs the Broncos like time, and then it's end of half. He stood up, got in a wide receiver stance, and the Broncos just weren't able to get the snap yep. off in time. But like that is ultimate toughness right there. And since we've been talking about it like in the past week, um, it's fascinating. I also never saw him during the season. Like Tim no, Patrick, so. we saw like, especially toward the end of the season, it was like pretty often he was either in the locker room, especially after games, he was in there a lot. Like Jonas Griffith was around quite a bit, mm-hmm. like especially again late in the season. All ACL guys, I never saw Jalen Virgil. Never yeah. crossed my mind until now. Yeah, yeah. Well, now he's on your mind. Oh, he's on my mind again. <laughs> Off season is Jalen Virgil on my mind time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's hit a couple more of these questions before we get out of here. Next one coming in from uh, Hack Attack says, I would have asked for game tickets instead of the money. Todd, would you have shoveled in Buffalo overnight for $20 an hour? Heck no. <laughs> you have to remember, There's you're no a diehard Buffalo you. fan. You. Like, you'd probably be like staying up all night, jumping through tables and doing whatever else they do up there anyway. <laughs> like, if you're diehard, it's like playoff game, like, oh, a fan. A, Fan would love to be in the stadium shoveling for twenty dollars an hour. <laughs> I mean, I think there's overnight a bunch of people who do it for free. Overnight, going? I yeah. think it'd be for, like 
Even if you go to the stadium, what can I get you? A hot dog? Yeah, it's exactly. It's not, <laughs> I want to think it's not about what you're get. What you're getting is the opportunity to be in the stadium with a bunch of Bills fans night before a playoff game. It's like a you can't think about the, like what you're getting in return. So, then, so, so don't ask for what your country could do for you. Or ask what you could do for your country. For Bills, for Bills Mafia. For yes. Bills Mafia. I'm yes. not signing up for that. Oh, okay. you're game tickets for sure. Yeah. yeah game yeah. tickets for sure. You're miserable all night long, and then you didn't sleep. I don't sleep, think they're miserable. So then you're miserable during the game. Uh, Bro, diehard Bills fans aren't sleeping the night before a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. NP says, um, do we move Sutton and Jerry? For the Bears pick, I would do that instantly. Unfortunately, I it's mean, going to cost you a lot more than that. Yes. I mean, what people have been throwing out there of what it might cost for the Broncos to go from 12 to 1 is three firsts and Pat Sertan. Dang. That is wild. Maybe that's something we talk about later this week. I feel like it's gotten really expensive to move up in the first round. I feel like it used to be like, yeah. oh, I'll give you a pick here, yeah. <laughs> conditional pick in a year yeah. or two, and then we'll, we'll swap. Now yeah. it's like... Give me everything you got if you want to. If you want my spot, the, do you remember the the Devin Bush Noah Fant trade? Because that was like Broncos went from ten to twenty, right? Yep. What did they no, get for Broncos that? Broncos went from ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it a second and a third? I think so. Yeah. Ten spots for a second and a third. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Also, that seems um, like nothing now. Yeah, oh yeah, it does. absolutely. It does. Absolutely. Last year though, and I just like stumbled upon this. Um, the, the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals traded up from 12 to six. Um, and they traded, uh, let's see, they traded 34. So very early second round pick and 168. And the Cardinals also got number 81. So you got a very early second, a fifth in exchange for six and a third. That's wild. Which isn't bad. No. That is wild because if the Broncos, I mean, Broncos are 12 now. Yeah. So if they were to move up to six to maybe get Michael Penix or Lockdown, um, yeah, it'd probably be Penix or something like mm-hmm. that. Only costing like a, a essentially a third. Whereas if they want to go five more spots, we're talking <laughs> about a Hall of Fame, potential Hall of Fame cornerback and two additional firsts. That's wild. Yeah. You know yep. who loves, loves, loves that Caleb Williams is being called the next Patrick Mahomes? Who? The Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Because they, they yeah. can position oh, it. Yeah. You're not just getting the number one pick. You're not just getting a quarterback. You're not just getting the best quarterback in this draft. You're getting the next Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. if you want to trade up, that's what you have to give us. Mm. That's good. That's why I think they're just going to be like, nah, we're good. We're going to take him. Mm. Yeah. Lots to talk about. And we're going to continue to talk about it on the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. We got so much juicy stuff to talk about. Stay tuned. Enjoy your holiday. Happy Lu- Martin Luther King Day to everyone out there. Thank you guys for on with us today. Be safe out there. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy playoff games today. Y'all silly like the mayor. 